T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, can't find nothing on the radio. You'll turn to that station. Radio you can touch. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. We'll talk a lot today as soon Why? as Jeff is capable. I have to go to the bathroom. Jeff Lutz. You're not making any sense. Oh, that's true. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello again, everybody. It is a Thursday edition the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting the show today. Max Bauer is our producer and engineer. 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. Uh, back on the saddle once again. How'd it, how'd it go the past You know, we held it down. We did a days. good job. We had fun. We had uh, animosity. We had tension. What was the animosity and tension uh, Jason about? having a loser's mentality. But, about I mean, what? About the NBA in-season tournament. He thought that uh, when teams uh, have a chance to advance by point differential but have to kind of run it up on their opponents, that that is disrespectful. So he thinks they should just take the loss uh, in in the tournament. It's not advanced in the tournament. And uh, just go about their business. When I say you want to win the tournament, so go win the tournament. Uh, I got to say the NBA in-season tournament, I don't understand it. It hasn't registered. I don't even get it. NBA fans love it. And I'm not saying I'm this huge. I'm watching one team. Uh, but it makes me, you know, listen to more NBA stuff and Pacer stuff. And from by all What's accounts. the significance of it? It's, it's a thing to kind of break up the early season and then you get into the, the all-star stuff in February. You just want something in that early part of the season to where it's not it feels somewhat meaningful because But what is meaningful? 500,000 for the winner uh, of the tournament. Every player gets that. We discussed that. It's not life-changing money for a lot of guys, but for well, a lot for some it, it's, uh, for a lot it is. Oh, uh, whatever. And they want to win because they I'm have fans. I'm in the middle of it. I don't care. Oh, okay. I, I I truly don't care about the NBA. Until the playoffs. But Jason, you know, he wants to brand himself as this anti-NBA guy because Russell Westbrook wanted to get traded one time. Uh, and now he just puts well, a whole... Well, J- Jason can feel however he wants to feel. Um, I don't begrudge him that. But he's so, but he's just so proud of it and proud of... Uh, well, I mean, he, he's a, you know, he, let him do what he wants to do. Don't worry about Jason, dude. I'm, he I'm, doesn't worry about you. Well, he should. He's not off saying to anybody today that... Man, that guy I work with on the radio, he keeps trying to jam the NBA down my th- He doesn't care. 
Well, that's his prerogative for for certain. Right. So don't you? He's so deep in your head. It's not deep in my head. It just you're still angry about. It annoys me. Right. And the Pacers play the Celtics in the quarterfinals. You never know. Well, you'll get blown out. Perhaps. You can't stop them. Probably not. Can't stop anybody. Speaking of not being stopped, uh, Wichita State basketball last night with an impressive home win over Richmond, 80-68. to 68. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like Richmond is a world beater, but that's a pretty good team. And the Shockers dominated them in the early going and then kind of re rekindled uh, that in the second half. Uh, an impressive win. I like this Shocker team, what I'm seeing of them. Yeah, they've, uh, I like them too. How's my voice today? Sounds fine. Richmond, a uh, top 100. I, is that like quad two? I don't really know the quads that well, to be very honest with you. But Paul Mills is playing seven guys. He's got two guys coming off the bench who provide a lot of energy. He's got scores that, that start the game. So, I mean, it didn't take him long to kind of figure well, out his at, personnel. And Look at every single player the Shockers have is, is having a good season, uh, their best season. I saw this on Twitter. Somebody pointed it out that every single Shocker is having by far their best season as a Division I college basketball player. And it's not now, an you accident. Can, you can say we're early in the season, just eight games, but to me that's meaningful. Uh, they're all playing well. Yeah, there's it, not one. Harlan Beverly looks like what? I mean, where did well, he, he come he, from? He did play at Miami. And that well, was I a, get that, but he didn't play a whole lot. Um, and he was fantastic last night. Colby Rogers continues to be good. Dalen Riginal has been uh, a find. Uh, Quincy Ballard, my goodness. Yeah, that's what, you I was, expect it out of Quincy that's what I was going to say. He looks like a completely different player. So these numbers and the projections that they're putting up are are not flukes because Xavier you can Bell see it with your eyes. Came on this show before the season started and said he's going to be a different player. Well, he's been a different player. Uh, far superior to the Xavier Bell we saw last year. Uh Kenny Poto is a much better player, and who am I, who am I forgetting here? Uh, Abide. He's he's done fine as well. Um, Colby Rogers. I said Colby Rogers. Well, I didn't hear him. Well, I said it. No, I believe you, but not really. Well, it, I said it, and uh, now the Shockers get ready for their most interesting stretch of games of this season. They go to Missouri on Sunday. Now, Missouri's had a not a very in, impressive year so far. No, they should win that game. They have South Dakota State at Interest Bank Arena. I don't like that game. I've made it clear. Uh, they have Southern Illinois coming in. SIU, of course, an old Valley foe. Uh, they got beat by 29 by Indiana State in their last game. Yeah, after, after beating New Mexico State handily. Now, I don't know what New Mexico State has, but... I don't get Southern. Well, you Illinois. know what happened in New Mexico State, though. Yeah, um, I know that. A mass exodus. And then they have K-State in Kansas before beginning uh, conference play at home on January 4th against North Texas. So those five games, what will the Shockers' record be in those five games? Read them off again, and I'll go one by one. Missouri. Win. South Dakota State. Win. Southern Illinois. Win. 
Kansas State in uh, Kansas City. I'm I'm hesitant to not predict a win there for Wichita State. Really? Kind of. Will Naquan Tomlin be back? I mean, I don't know what his situation is. We haven't, finally, KU. That's probably going to be a loss. Well, but two weeks ago, it was a blowout loss. Yeah, and now it's not. What, what happened? I changed well, my what, mind. What was I saying two weeks ago? Well, okay. You had it first. Good job. That line right now, if I was setting it in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hold on. I got a number, well, too. I got a number. Okay. It would be nine and a half. That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, I, you're, you're, you're on. You, you, I don't know what to tell you. And shockers, I think at this point, it would be a disappointment if they didn't hang in with, with KU. They now, certainly have the personnel KU's to do KU's got it. good players, but they don't have that many yet. No, they have two. Um, well, they got more than two. They have two scores. They have more than two good players. Right, but they have two scores. And they have three, three and a half scores. Who are the other one and a half? Their point guard and K.J. Adams. Mm, okay. I don't know about their point guard. Well, he's fantastic. He's maybe the best point what's guard his, in the country. What's his name? Uh, what is his name? Marcus Adams. No, it's not I Marcus know. Adams. I said that last week. What is his name? You know what his name is. You don't. You don't know his name. I forget names. That is unbelievable to me. Uh, Rafer Johnson. That uh, is that is crazy. What is the problem with you? It's not like you have it. Well, what do you mean I don't have it? You don't have I'm it. Waiting for you to get it. Uh, Ku point guard De- Demarcus Russell. What is his name? Are you kidding? <laughs> Why don't you know that he's he's been in the Final Four? I know, but I always think Adams when I think of KU's That's point guard. That's K.J. Adams. I know. Dewan Harris. Yes. Good grief. You had to look it up. No, I didn't look it you up. You're on it right now. No, I'm not. I'm on tickets on sale. On it what? It came to me as I was... Uh, it was as I was looking for uh, tickets. I always want to say Adams. Well, he's a very good player. Yeah, but he's not a great scorer. He's a good scorer. They've got Dickinson. They've got McCuller. McCuller has stepped his game up offensively. He looks a lot more polished. Uh, Bill, but, but here's the thing about Bill Self. He'll develop more scoring. Probably. Because he does that all the time. So the the question becomes, and tonight they have Villanova, right? No, UConn. They have UConn tonight, right? Yeah. Why don't you know anything? Why would I know that? I, it's just bizarre to me that you don't know anything. I've told you I'm not schedule guy. I don't know the schedule. I don't know tomorrow the night schedule. they have UConn. See, uh, tomorrow in the Big East Big Twelve battle, which will tell us a lot. They weren't that impressive in their win over Eastern Illinois. Not at all. Um. So I don't know. If Wichita State were to go four and one or even five and zero, oh, which let let's not get ahead of ourselves, I I'm not here to tell you that I think the Shockers will beat Kansas. I'm not saying that, but I'm not saying it's outside the realm either. As In the you realm. said two weeks ago. Well, two weeks ago, things were a lot different. What? KU was coming off. Uh, you know, they didn't play great in Maui, but they beat Tennessee. They won two games, and Wichita State had lost to Liberty. And I tried to tell you, Liberty is good. And now we know Tennessee, not really that good. But what I, what I tell you, 
you said liberty is good and liberty is good. But, uh, you know, it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been that lopsided. How's my voice? You sound terrible, but that's nothing. That's nothing new. I got some throat issues. What's the problem? I don't know. Sinuses, drainage, you know, it's all it's all going around. Everybody in the world has something right now. Well, I feel like I'm on top of my game. Really? You don't think I am? I'm just saying, if you feel like it, then you must be. Have I not had a pretty good show so far? We're 11 minutes in, so it's hard to say. Liberty is 6 and 0. Uh they have not they have Florida Atlantic tonight. Well, I can't I can't tell you how excited I am about Florida that Atlantic's game. playing a darn good schedule. I can't tell you how excited I am about watching that game, which tips off at 5 o'clock wow. on ESPNU. You better watch that. Well, I am going to watch it. Okay. That's the kind of game I love because Florida Atlantic now in, in, the, in the Shockers Conference. The American. I know what the Shockers Conference uh, That one. No, I – and then the, you've got uh, – Liberty, which has handed Wichita State its only defeat. That is the game I'm made for. It's a good one. You going to watch it? I'll probably be you asleep. You probably don't have ESPNU. I don't know what I have anymore. You don't have anything. Yeah. How do you not have ESPN? We have ESPN now. I went went ahead and got the Sling TV package that includes that cost you? 55 a month. Wow. I'm going to cancel that after March probably. Why? Because I don't watch enough stuff. How does that work? I basically got it to watch CM Punk's promo, and it wasn't even that good on Monday night. Uh, You spent $55 to watch a promo. I mean, I'm going to watch ESPN and other stuff, but that's that's what uh, pulled the trigger for me. Sling TV, you just sign up for it. uh, You get an app on your TV, and you watch it. Now, you put out the question, why not more fans? I'm going to tell you why, that they're slow to return to Coke Arena. They've had a terrible taste in their mouths. It's two years. It's not like this. Two and a half years. Two years. Uh, The program went from upper echelon to lower echelon. Mm, Middle echelon. It was not very good last year. Uh, It was not a good product. And anybody who watched it could see that. Okay, but it's obviously different now. It's different. It's, it's, It's trending toward different. No, it uh, is different. Now, you can't. Now, see, this is how you are. Two weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, on this show. Yeah, but I see it now, okay? It's it's much better. They're not a top 25 team. No, but it's it's much better than it even was last year. Well, of course it is. Last year was terrible. Right. It's already, it's a 180 now, from that. If you say it's much better than it was in uh, 2022, 21, uh, then then you're saying something. Oh, I think it will be. Or 2000. I mean, I, we'll see. Here's what I'm going to give you, and I'm looking this up. Wichita State, two years ago, uh, had Dexter Dennis, Tyson Etienne, Ricky Council, uh, Trey Wade, Udeze in his, in his fifth, fourth year of college, and were mediocre. Or, t- yeah, two years ago, they had those people. 
they did nothing with pretty good personnel. And then we blame the personnel. But it wasn't the personnel. Now we're seeing that because all these guys, like you said, are having their best years. It It's better. Well, Go watch them. Paul Mills can coach. He can. Um, that's becoming obvious. Uh, so that's exciting. And I said now, the wrong players from the wrong year, but my point stands. He's not over on the sideline going berserk. He's not, uh, you know, glaring at players. He's doing it in a much more low-key style. Is that what we want? You know, glaring. Wichita State fans are going to warm to him. Uh, it will happen. It's a process. And give it time. Is Greg Marshall going to turn out to be the worst thing that ever happened to Wichita State no. basketball? No, they went to a Final Four. I understand and don't, that. Don't, just focus on the here and now. That's what you do. You focus. But that's what people you focus on the here and what? now. Wichita State is improving uh, under Paul Mills. It looks like their recruiting has uh, stabilized. That they're getting good players in here, which they have. Uh, they're in a conference now, which I'm not as concerned about as I was uh, in the initial stages when Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida left the conference. I feel better about it. It's not not. I'm as pretty good a concerned, conference. but it's not as good a conference now. But with Florida Atlantic and Memphis at the top, uh, you have you have a good conference, not a great one. It's okay. Uh, a good conference, it's okay. not a great one. It's okay. That's I'm not I, ready to call it good here's, yet. Here's where I – I guess I would take exception to anyone. I feel like I've put in the time uh, on Shocker basketball. And I haven't? And to have you uh, – you, you, what are you? You interlopers. Uh, come along and try to, try to offer to me what's going on with Shocker basketball. I feel like – I can see it. Great. But I don't think the conference is – it's pretty good. It's okay. That's what I just said. It's okay. I'm going to stick with okay. That's what I just said. It's okay. It should be better. And Wichita State and maybe a team like Temple or whoever, uh, someone who's had a little bit of tradition getting back into the mix at the top would make right it now, a lot better. Tulane's pretty good. Five and one. And, and they've got a good program. Uh, they're le- they're legitimately good. North Texas is is kind of feeling its way along after a coaching change. You've got some teams at the bottom: uh, Rice, Texas, San Antonio, South Florida, East East Carolina, teams that haven't shown us much over the years. Tulsa's off to a four and one start now. They've they haven't beaten, beaten anybody. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Okay, well, we don't need that many bottom feeders in a league that we're supposed to call good. It's not Wichita State's They're coming fault. off a two-point loss to Little Rock. Uh, they have a very interesting stretch coming up. They, they play back-to-back games against Oklahoma State on the 10th and 11th of December. I've never seen that. I've seen that. There's one team, I think it was Central Florida, played UTSA, which is a conference opponent, but they don't play them in the conference. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, But Tulsa has Oral Roberts, Loyola, back-to-back games against Oklahoma State, and Missouri State. Now, we'll know a lot more about Tulsa after that stretch. We'll figure some stuff out. 
we'll, we'll get we'll get a, a, a little bit better taste. But the metrics are not kind to Tulsa. North Texas has lost by a point to St. John's and by four to LSU. Uh, they they don't have any. They did beat Northern Iowa. Uh, so I'm going to hold out some hope for North Texas. I'm not completely abandoning uh, the the Green Eagles. What's their name? The the Mean Green. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Tulane has lost the game to Bradley, uh, and owns no real impressive wins, although they did beat Cal out of the Pac-12. The, the so, AAC has five top 100 in the Ken Palm. You just pretty much named them. Memphis, FAU, North Texas, Wichita State, and Tulane. I'm going to, I'm going to hang with them for a while. Here's what we have on the show today. Actor Don DePetta will join us, uh, after our first break. We're looking forward to him. He was in Green Book. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, it was very good. Enjoyed it. That was a great movie. And he's got a, a brand new movie out, and we're going to talk about it with him. The title of the movie is, and I'll find it here in a moment, A Place in the Field. It's uh, available uh, pay-per-view. It's going to have a theatrical release as well. I uh, just watched the trailer of that movie. It's on demand. And he wrote it and produced it. That's correct. Uh, so we look forward to Don DePetta here shortly. At 245, our friend Joe Auer from Heights High School Basketball. Oh, I can't wait. Who you've neglected to have on the show. Uh, but we're going to get him today. I was figuring we have him Friday because he's kind of the main event. He's We're going to have him today, and we'll talk to him about the interview you did with him a year ago that has uh, not produced anything. Do we have to? Yeah. Uh, at 3 o'clock, Hannah Alexander, girls basketball coach at Andover. I think they're ranked number two in the state going into the season. At 325, we'll make our picks. Jason Duda with the win last week. No, he I won. It. No, he won. I had more points. Nope. Yes, Jason I did. Duda won in both. No, he didn't. And uh, we'll have picks coming up in hour number two. Stay with us. Don DePetta joins the show next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Darius Rucker, what's the theme of the music this week? What if? Songs that what start if? with the word if. If I loved you. If I Darius. told you. If I, if I told you. Yes. Uh, Don DePetta joins us, actor. He's got a new movie out. Hello, Don. How are you, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? You're on uh, with Bob and Jeff. We're so definitely happy to have you. So tell us about the ambitious nature of uh, of your new movie. You've produced it. You wrote it. It's now available on demand. Tell us about it. Sure. Uh, the movie is called A Place in the Field, and it's a it's a veteran trip, a uh, veteran film. It's a it's a road trip movie about a veteran who makes a promise to his friend uh, while they're overseas. Uh, about taking a road trip. Unfortunately, it works out that uh, one of the soldiers can't take the trip. But uh, as a last wish, he gets sent uh, his ashes and a letter saying, hey, take me on this road trip we always talked about doing. And they take a journey across the American Southwest uh, all the way to Central California where he uh, lays his buddy to rest. Uh, But it's uh, not a typical veteran film. Uh, I like to say it's a story of hope and healing, and there's some laughs along the way. Can you t- uh, t- uh, talk about the process just of writing a movie? I imagine that you have an idea, uh, but it takes you in a lot of different places and maybe almost kind of writes itself in some ways. What was that process like for you? Sure. Well, it was a collaborative experience. I wrote it with a couple friends of mine, uh, and we uh, organically kind of came up with the story. We love road trip films. I know I do. Uh, Easy Rider was a big influence for this film. Um, and we, uh, one of our, one of our writers is currently active military and I grew up with a handful of guys that are still currently serving too. So we thought, uh, veterans and a road trip story and, and, and tackling the issues of, I think, uh, PTSD, but also healing. Uh, this was a great vehicle for that. Uh, but it happened organically. We, the pandemic hit, we started writing in March, 2020, and it all happened very fast. We were filming July, 2020. Uh, it was an independent film, obviously. So it was a group of about 16, just really creative, passionate people. We drove out to New Mexico, lived together on a ranch, and uh, basically did this film very independent, very old school. But we were, we would shoot based on locations. We would find new things on the day. We were collaborating, improv, and rewriting. It was a, it was a really cool experience. Don DePetta with us. His new movie, A Place in the Field, available now. Uh, so where where was the inspiration for this, Don? Where did uh, the idea first occur to you? Uh, was it a fully formed idea, or did you? how much time did you spend developing it? Well, it, my friends and I would drive around Central California, and we, we found this little a town called Exeter, California, at the foothills of the Sequoias. And it was a real slice of Americana, but they have a heavy veterans presence there. 
And uh, it kind of got sparked out of uh, spending time in that town. And like I said, there are people around us in our lives that are actively serving and are veterans. And so we wanted to shed a little light on their experience, but we wanted to tell a truthful, authentic story. And I think that that's the, that's the difference between a lot of Hollywood films and the way that veterans are portrayed, especially when they come home and uh, what, we, what we tried to do. And so we're, we're really happy with how it turned out. So, yeah, you you just mentioned you know quite a few veterans. So what are those conversations like when it comes to finding a purpose after they come home? Uh, what, do, what do veterans tell you about that, how difficult that is, and how important is this message, like you said, of, of healing and hope uh, and, like you said, just kind of getting better, getting through things? Right. Well, I, I, think, I think they're portrayed as um... – you know, being damaged when they come home for, for whatever reason. I think that's what we like to pull on. And I haven't had that experience at all. Uh, they're incredible people who are intelligent. They're great leaders. They're great in team skills. And, I, and I've read somewhere that uh, there's a lot of veterans that are that are running some of the top companies all over the country. I think there's a majority of them that actually are. I don't have the correct number, so I'm not, not going to throw out figures. But uh, that that's what I guess we wanted to kind of highlight is that um, yeah the, the everybody when they come back home it's not this it's not this experience of doom and gloom they're just normal everyday people and if they are going through things a lot of times it's in quiet so we have conversations about okay well what does it look like what's the reality of it and how do we portray that authentically um, and not do the stereotypical kind of tropes that uh, a lot of people fall into. Actor Don DePetta, our guest. So I, I, you you have also a background in comedy. You've done a lot of TV work and movie work. Uh, what's the best What's the best way to describe you? I, a journeyman actor, a blue collar blue collar guy. Uh, and I think uh, I think uh, people get this perception of actors in Hollywood that uh, we're airy or you know we complain or we're flaky or whatever this is. And um, no, the, the, I mean. To, to be an actor, I feel like uh, to, to be one of the really good ones where studied and learned and uh, there's a lot of craft involved in what we do. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would just like to, you know, say I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, works for his job, uh, shows up, does his job and then goes home and is a normal, normal, everyday guy. But it looks to me and, and you can correct me, but it looks to me looking at your body of work uh, that is starting to take off for you in a, in a way that. Maybe it hadn't before. Is, is that an accurate statement? That is an accurate statement. This has been 11 years in the making now, um, and I feel like we're just at the beginning. Again, this is my first leading role in a film. I was incredibly grateful um, to Lionsgate. It's a, you know, it's a major studio, and when they saw this film, again, it was done completely outside of Hollywood and the studio system. So the fact that they saw the film, liked it, and decided to take it under their wing and, and distribute it is um, – it's a rarity, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And, yeah, I think we're just at the beginning of everything. So I read a, an article about uh, the film A Place in the Field, which we're talking about. Uh, I mentioned your director, Nikki Mejia, and how, you know, maybe a woman could offer different perspectives on PTSD since that's not necessarily, you know, we think of men in the military and, and macho-ness and everything like that. Is that how it worked out? Did she Did she bring a different perspective on those issues, and what did she bring to the film overall? Nicole is an incredible director, and there are women throughout this film. They're all over it, from the cinematographers to the producers to the production designers. Uh, 
we thought it was really important that if we were going to tell a male-dominated story, that uh, we had the other side of the coin in a different perspective. And I think that's forgot sometimes. Uh, you know, a lot of our military service members, predominantly men, go over and serve, but they leave wives, they leave families. And so they're also going through the struggles and they're going through the hardship, you know, because they're, you know, a lot of times they're left behind to take care of the home. So having a female voice, especially to deal with such a male-heavy, dominated uh, subject, Everybody's got pain. Everybody's got trauma. And I think that Nicole and the rest of the women uh, portrayed it in a beautiful way. Talking with Don DePetta, his new movie is out, A Place in the Field. I'm curious, on a human level, when you poured so much into a project like this, what's your feeling when it's released? And, and you know now that people are seeing it with their own eyes, they're reacting to it, they're developing opinions about the movie. Uh, how are you able to kind of sort that out as someone who's uh, got such such an investment in your movie? Interesting question. Uh, it feels a bit surreal still. Uh, I, I think when we made it, we never expected to get it to Lionsgate. We never expected that it would be streaming everywhere. Uh, we, and so the fact that people get to see it, especially with the subject matter that it's around. I'm, I'm just really happy about that. I hope I did it justice. I hope people find some attachment to it, even though it's a veteran story. We feel like it's a human story uh, about hope and healing and just the journey when people are struggling. So um, it's a bit nerve wracking, especially that I know that, oh, you know, a lot of veterans are going to see it, but I, I did my, I, I did as much homework as I could. And I, I tried to portray it as accurately as I possibly could. So I hope people enjoy it. I hope it resonates with them. And now it's out in the world, but still hasn't sunk in yet. Uh, the more that I talk to people like you guys and, and, and do these interviews and people say, wow, you know, congratulations on stuff. It starts to sink in, but it's uh, a bit surreal. Obviously, you brought attention to this subject, uh, which is which is much needed. I don't. I think it'll probably always be much needed. What's what do you think the best way is for regular folks to kind of contribute to the cause of, of veteran healing and and things like that? Well, I think I think again, I think it's just being aware that the you know the number still around twenty two veterans a day, and the number is entirely too high. I think the, you know that we still have a problem with homeless veterans in the United States. I think um, I think our, our, our VA and the, and the hospital and the care that they get is a big struggle. But that's, you know, that's us harping on our, our representatives to make a change. But I think it starts with just knowing that a, a veteran is a normal human being. And sometimes all people need is a conversation or a helping hand or a smile. So it really just starts. It's super simple. Don DePetta, our guest, you've been in, as I said earlier, numerous television shows uh, several movies now. Was there was there a uh, was there someone in your past where you were on a TV show or in a movie and you just kind of sat back and watched this person and you said, "So that's how it's done." Uh, is there someone who kind of served that purpose for you? For sure, I would say it was uh, on the set of Green Book, and it was Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. I uh, showed up the Those set. Those are two pretty uh, good ones. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, I showed up to set uh, a day early, and Peter Fairley, who was the director of the film, and Charles Wessler was the producer. They were they were kind enough to to let me sit behind the camera and watch these two guys sit down uh, and and share a bottle. Of, you know, they shared a bottle of a 
of uh, liquor and well, fake liquor in the film, but uh, have a conversation, sit down and do their scene. And they worked it for a couple hours. And it was just, it was a masterclass on acting what those guys were able to do. And uh, I, I, when I saw them do it, I was like, oh, wow. I, I don't know if I can do this, but yeah, they were great. So you uh, played baseball at Siena. Uh, you're, you were, I, I assume you still are, the all-time uh, home run leader at your high school in Georgia. Um, so what what was your relationship with baseball? Did you have big dreams uh, as a kid? And, and are you still a, a baseball fan? Still a baseball fan, big Braves fan. We've had a couple good years. I don't like the new playoff system. <laughs> I'll come out and say that right now. Uh, I think we need Same. to change that because it doesn't help us because um, we just keep winning the division. Uh, and so um, I played a little bit of minor league ball, uh, and I played up in St. Paul for Bill Murray's team, the St. Paul Saints, and I chased the dream for a while. And uh, did uh, you know? I felt like I did w- what I could, and uh, I'm, I'm happy in the time that I had in it. Well, we uh, very much appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, very down to earth. Very, uh, you know, you're appreciative of the opportunities you've been given, and we all like to see people like you make it. And uh, you got a new movie out, and it's streaming. Yeah, and it's called A Place in the Field. Uh, thanks, Don. Thank you guys so much for the time. You bet. Thanks. All right, you're happy to see guys like that uh, make it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've never spoken to him before. So he seems like a yeah, nice He's one guy. of my best friends. Okay. Well, I mean, I think he would be. I doubt I like it. guys who are down to earth. Well, we, we, again, we assume that. He is an actor. But, yeah, he, he seemed Am down I to down earth. Am I down to earth? No. Wait a minute. Talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> See, that's why you're not down to earth. Well, what, what do you mean? Down to earth people don't... Uh, you know, fret over whether they're down to earth or not. Well, what do you mean, though? What what is what do you mean? What is what you're is kinda, down you're to You're kind of up in the clouds, you know. Not really. I think my feet are firmly planted on the ground. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I've never once thought I was something. Really? Uh, no. Huh? Not one time. Never. No, the voices. Well, the I have voices good news that, for you. What? You never were. <laughs> Well, that's a pretty mean thing to say. I apologize. What's the name of this show? The Bob and Jeff Show. There you go. Don't ever forget it. Okay. All right? All right. No, really. We could have named it anything. Uh, Tony Dusing, our program director, the the uh, well, management we did, we did at Odyssey. Name it the Drive. The management at Odyssey came up with this name. It's, it's uh, as clever as it gets. So, you know. There's a lot of hidden meaning in there. They're not... Uh, they don't just come up with a name. They're a high-level... Mm. Didn't seem like it took a lot of time. There are high-level meetings that result in the name of a radio show. And what they came up with is the Bob and Jeff show. But you're just Bob. Anybody can be Bob. We got Bob and Tom already on this show. How do we know it's not that Bob? Here's Joe Auer who joins us. Joe, I'm sorry for that slip-up. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh <laughs> Uh, Jeff, so I just want you to know that I am very down to earth and happy to be here today. <laughs> I agree. Uh, let's you address are down to earth. the elephant in the room, shall we? Go for um, it. I'm told that a year ago you sat down with Jeff Lutz for an extensive interview, uh, part of his series at KWCH. What was it called? Wichita's Finest. Wichita's Finest. 
and that uh, that interview has yet to appear anywhere in print. Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, Don't hurt me honored, too bad. I was honored uh, to be invited by Jeff to have a conversation, and uh, I look forward to uh, reading what he came up with at some point in time. There you go. Very well put. So do we all. Go ahead, Jeff. So what is this uh, next? And it will. I'm. I'm. I, it will. It'll happen, Joe. So what is this latest basketball season looking like for you personally? I think this is your second year out of retirement. I know you don't make it about you ever, but uh, how are you personally approaching this? Well, I'm. I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, uh, super group of young men this year. Uh, we returned. Three three guys that uh, were a big part of our last two uh, state championship uh, game appearances. Uh, you know, a championship in twenty two and, and a runner up finish last year. Uh, T J Williams, Malachi Wilkins, and Chase Robinson uh, give us a lot of experience and and uh, they're very talented players, great kids, and we're having a lot of fun every day. Talking uh, with Wichita Heights coach Joe Auer, the Falcons, the preseason number one pick in Class 6A. Uh, so let's let's uh, focus on T.J. Williams for a moment. I love local players who uh, perform well and then attend college locally at Wichita State. Those have been in short supply of late, but T.J. is going to break that mold and play his college basketball for the Shockers. What kind of college player do you think he'll be, Joe? Uh, he's going to be very successful. He, uh, you know, the, the type of player that Coach Mills is looking for, someone that uh, can play in space, that has a has a good handle. You know, TJ's been our he's he's six five six six left hander, but he's been our point guard. Uh, this will be fourth year for us, and so he'll fit in nicely with. Uh, with Coach Mills' offensive system, and you know, very athletic kid, who uh, you know, he's done some weightlifting, uh, but in college that'll go to a whole different level. His he, he's got a lot of room for uh, uh, improving his strength, even though he's already a, a big, strong kid. Uh, his upside, his ceiling is is very high. So uh, I think he's going to he's going to hit the ground running and have a have a great career and, and will fit in nicely with with their style of play. How traditional do you feel like you are with with lineups and positions? How much have you changed over the years? Because when you're talking about a six five six six point guard, I mean, if a guy's a point guard, he's a point guard. But you know, you see in higher levels where they're almost basically eliminating positions. It seems like everybody's six seven to six eleven. So, um, you know, what's that like for you? Is just trying to uh, put together a lineup with traditional positions, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, offense has changed. Uh, over the years, uh, and whether it's dribble drive motion, where you better have four guys on the floor that are able to attack the basket. Uh, if you're more of a pass cut fill, or you're, you're running more ball screens, uh, the notion that you've got two guards, two forwards, and a center—that's that really hasn't been a reality in basketball uh, for over a decade, if not longer. So. Uh, 
you know, typically we're going to have four players, if not five, who are all capable of playing multiple positions. Uh, this year will be no different for us. Uh, so, yeah, you've, I've had to – everybody's had to change uh, with the times. And, uh, you know, the, the term positionless basketball, I guess, is uh, is a reality. And uh, if you watch a lot of basketball, you see guys that, that do a wide variety of things. So uh, that's that's just called normal basketball these days. And, and uh, uh, kids are asked to do – to be very multi – uh, talented on the offensive end and asked to do a lot of different things and in a lot of different locations. Heights opens its season tomorrow night against Northwest Heights coach Joe Auer is our guest. So I always ask you, Joe, because you're, you've been around the city league for such a long time to kind of give me a state of the city league when it comes to basketball. Uh, this is historically the strongest league in the state of Kansas. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, there might be some doubt now with what's happening up in Johnson County. Uh, but where do you where do you see the city league at this point in time? Well, you, you know, you look go back to last year. Uh, we had a team in the five A state championship game and a team in the class six A state championship game. Cape and Heights. Uh, we're real close to bringing two titles home last year. We won a title in 22. Uh, Carroll, Capen, uh, almost every school in our league in the last 20 years has won a championship. So uh, we are traditionally top to bottom the best league in the state. And this year we've got over 20 I was just do, looking over different lineups uh, around the league. We'll have over 20 returning starters in our league this year. Uh, Kochek at Capen will have three guys, Will Thangval, Corbin Johnson, Tegan Charles, probably the most experienced along with us in our league this year. Andy Hill at Northwest will return three starters, Tayshawn Williams, Eli Benning, uh, Jerome Henderson, and they, they won 13 games last year. Uh, Mike Dominic at Bishop Carroll. Uh, he returns three starters, and Mikey Brand and John Hauserman, uh, uh, Van Hanneberg, uh, Coach Brumbelow West returns two starters, and Rob Bask and Gavin Phillips. Uh, South Coach Gunner returns Parker Hargrave and Jonathan Howard. Uh, Coach Whitten at East returns. Uh, uh, well, he actually has got two transfers from Southeast that played a ton last year: Ishmael Berry and Jamari Berry. Uh, who will now be starting for him this season. Very experienced players. Uh, Southeast, Coach Carl Brown, they, they, you know, to borrow a turn, they've kind of hit the transfer portal. They've got a ton of new faces, uh, including East High's leading scorer from last year, Colin Laws. Uh, they're probably going to be the longest team uh, in our league this year, loaded with talent. Uh, Coach Bailey at North returns Josh McCoy. Uh, so everybody has experience, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. And uh, as I mentioned, we returned three starters ourselves, and we have a new a new uh, transfer, Avon Mobley, that uh, has started for two years in the City League. So a lot of veteran players, and I think it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of good basketball played this season. So this is a 70% serious question and 30% just like – incredulous i guess did you have all that in front of you i know you know names pretty well and 
you remember names, but that was kind of incredible. How did how do you do that? Well, you, I mean, we're getting ready to play a lot of these folks. So, and when you've seen, you know, we're getting ready to play Northwest tomorrow night, and we've we watched played against Deshaun Williams for for three years now. So, you know, you know the kids that, that you compete against all the time, and and I would venture to guess that everybody in our league could. Uh, to talk about the veteran players on everybody else's team. So, you know, everybody does their homework and everybody uh, is prepared to play. And uh, But uh, I take a lot of pride in our league and, and our, our young young men in this league and our, and our great coaches in this league. And I think it's important for uh, – I think it's important to be aware of who, who the next wave of players are. So, uh, yeah. Joe, Jeff, you know uh, we love you, but that, that question from my son was – completely uh, came from his guilt for not yet writing about you for KWCA. Oh, that's amazing. And maybe everyone could do that, but you were never like, ah, what's that guy's name? I know he wears 13. There's more of it, You Joe. thought of everyone just off the top of your head, so I'm amazingly <laughs> impressed. There you go, Joe. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Joe, we always appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to get you on uh, more as the season uh, progresses. We can't wait for City League basketball and high school basketball in general. It was a great high school football year. I look for more of the same in basketball. Thanks and best of luck to you. I appreciate you guys, everything you do to promote high school athletics in, in the city of Wichita and, and in the area. Uh, go Falcons, go City League, and, and look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks. All right, there you go. Uh, Joe Auer, that wasn't so bad, was it? That was all right. I'll... Boy, you, you couldn't Joe. suck up anymore. No, that wasn't sucking up. I'm impressed by that. Well, I here's how Joe. Here's how Joe works. Okay, he had he wrote down a few notes. He knows I'm going to ask him about the city league, so he's going to be prepared. Uh, while I have tremendous respect for Joe, there was he had some notations in front of him. Maybe uh, he's good with names. He, oh, oh, he's good with names. He is. Yeah, you can tell him that when you get your story done. All right, I will. Yeah. I know everything about this thing. No, you don't. Uh, and your guilt. You, and you think you do. Your angst and your nerves. I have no and, guilt. Oh, you have tremendous guilt. Well, I would if I'd interviewed a guy for an hour and nothing resulted from it. I would be beside myself. <laughs> so get that taken care of. And yeah. it'll, you'll feel like the weight of a 10,000 pounds would be you lifted. You think so? Maybe. Yes. All right, when we come back, we'll talk more high school basketball. Andover girls, highly rated going into the season. Their coach, Hannah Alexander, is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.